0: We're going to stay within the theme of love in Book Club today. Author Shabnam Khan standing by to chat to us. If you've already read her book, The Lost Love of Akbar Manzil, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the novel. It has shot its way straight to the top of my reading list for the year. I know I'm only two months and 12 books in, but it's my favourite so far, and I suspect it's going to stay there for a while. So if you've had the experience of reading it as well, please pop us a WhatsApp to 072-567-1567. Why did I love uh, The Lost Love? love of Akbar Manzil as much as I did I think perhaps because it's got very strong parallels to one of my all-time favourite books which is Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca um it's a gothic story. There's the element of the murder mystery. There is a love story wrapped up in the story of a house that is so imposing that it is a character all of its own. And as Mandela is to Rebecca, we have Akbar Manzir in this book. Shabnam Khan is the author, lo- local Durban writer. Many of you will have enjoyed her essay collection a few years ago called How I Accidentally Became a Global Stock Photo. This is actually Shubnam's second foray into the world of fiction. And it is a book of beauty and humour and pathos and just a story of how love has the capacity to fill us up to the brim but also has the capacity to haunt us and carve us into hollow shelves uh, haunted by missed opportunity. There are elements of both of those in this wonderful story. It is the story of Sana Malek who is a 16-year-old girl who has moved with her father into this ramshackle old house on the outskirts of Durban. It was once upon a time an opulent mansion But here it sits a century later, a dilapidated ruin. It has been carved up into a series of very run-down apartments where this quirky collection of different characters lives in very, very dodgy conditions. And as Sana begins to explore her new home, she starts to unlock the secrets, the secrets of the current residence, the secrets of the house itself, but also the secrets of its former inhabitants, the people it was built for in its heyday in the 1920s and 30s. And so the book splits off into two separate timelines, one of them following Sana's story in the present and the other going back to the building and early days of this house. Shabnam Khan is with us on the line via Zoom. It's lovely to have you with us today and congratulations on this beautiful novel. I really mean it when I say I couldn't put it done. It's great to have you on the show today. It's great to be on the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me here, Pippa. It's a pleasure.
0: I mean, at the heart of this book, it is a book about love, love that helps us to realize our best selves, but can also have the opposite effect of hollowing out our best selves. Talk to us a little bit about the impetus to write about that theme.
1: I think I've always just been interested in love stories and um, where they come from, and particularly people who have forgotten love stories. So you know this this joy of being in love and loving someone else. and then I don't know, down the line, people fall out of love, and I'm so I'm so curious about this because it's such a strong emotion, yeah, and then you know it ends. And so I think that was the impetus that sent me to write the- <laughs> all its different forms because love is explored through the many characters in the novel whether it be between father and daughter or mother and daughter or sisters or um, siblings or lovers or spirits. And so I think that's what like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's really what I why I wanted to write the novel was really to explore love in its many forms
0: one of the most beautiful points very early on in the book for me is when Sana is sort of talking about her curiosity. She's only 16 years old when we meet her. She has a lot of curiosity about the concept of love and what it looks like and what it is. And she describes having been at a family wedding when she was nine years old and seen the small moments between the couple that made her recognize that there was something beyond these two separate people that had suddenly transformed them. And let me just quote, if I may, to see two human beings merge seamlessly into one distinct shape left her breathless. From then on, she's tried to discover how love affects the shape of things. She watched how the faces of the workers on the farm changed when they talked about their loved ones, how a divorced uncle of hers talked about his ex-wife. She listens to how her father whistles when he remembers her mother. She sees that the signs of love exist in small and quiet ways, from how people look at each other or don't from the way they speak to each other or don't, how they touch each other's shoulders carelessly or search for someone in a crowded room. I love that sense of her, the observer, and that's what she very much is in this book. She is an observer who sees things that other people miss and sees things that people have, in a way, come to this house to forget about or hope would be forgotten. Because Shubham, this is in the current timeline. Akma Manzil is a place where people come to forget and to be forgotten, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean and, and, and that's and that's what um is supposed to happen to Sana as well. She's come there to forget. But the house ultimately pulls her in and it's and because she's a different character from the rest, you know, she she has a, a, a sister who haunts her, a dead sister who haunts her. And so and she's young. She has youth. And so she has that exuberance and that that longing for um life and for the future, which she doesn't know what it holds. And so it gives her a little edge over the other characters, I think, who are a little more jaded, um, more sad about life. Yeah. And so she starts taking the signs of the house and starts exploring the house and seeing what happened in this house. And so that's that's what makes her different from the other characters as well.
0: And of course, her arrival into this place of people who are so deeply set in their sorrows and their jealousies and their anger to some extent disrupts everybody just a little bit at first and then increasingly as she starts unraveling the mystery of the house. Now, I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but it's important to say that Akbar Manzil, this this massive mansion of huge grandeur in its day, has become a place of sort of decay and discarded fineries. But searching through the house, uh, there is a particular lock, door in the east wing uh, and part of the, the mystery of the book is what is behind that door and what will Sana find there to reveal the story of how this place that was built with such splendour just a century later is is a forgotten ruin Um an important part of that discovery comes compliments of the resident ghost or jinn. Now, Shobna, Mano, when you've marketed this in America, the book is is under the title of "The Jin Waits a Hundred Years," which to me signifies how important the character is to you, even though the jinn is not massively present in every single page of the book. Tell us a little bit more about the character of the jinn.
1: So, the jinn really came from an exploration of me wanting to write a little bit about. Um, what uh, this means in Islam because I think in the West uh, the genie is known as a blue creature that grants you wishes but um, I really wanted to take it from the perspective that I knew the jinn which is a, a, a creature made out of fire mentioned in the Quran which is not much is known about it and that it's invisible to the human beings but that it can be seen sometimes in the form of humans or animals and I really just wanted to use it as a character that captures grief, mm. um, and even a character that can be a bridge between the two timelines, between the nineteen thirties and the and the present time. Yeah. And so in, you know, it's 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 really a character that has a plot device, but it's also just something that captures, I think the whole sorrow of what happens when you love someone and they, and they don't even know you exist, literally don't even know you exist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Something I think most of us can relate to in one form or another. Um, just for anybody who came in late to the conversation, our guest for Book Club today is Shabnam Khan, the author of The Lost Love of Akbar Manzil, which is published by Pan Macmillan and in all good bookstores now, retailing at about 350 rand a copy. I absolutely loved this book and its exploration of love in its many forms. There is a bit of the sort of the Gothic mystery about it. There is a house which is almost sentient it is a character very much of its own in addition to the people who inhabit this beautiful decaying old house and it has whispers of the past in every corner and every dust puddle which the young character sana begins to decode as she explores further and further into the depths of the house now the other theme beyond the concept of exploring love very strongly for me Shabnam, this is a book which asks how we define the concept of home um you know, we have so many examples of that in this book. For Sana herself, she has never really had a sense of where home is. She has She has an awareness that some people sort of hark back to the place they grew up in as home. She has an awareness that for some people it is another country or another cultural uh, location. She has never had the sense of being sort of securely rooted in a mother's love. So I think perhaps that's why she feels a little bit rootless in this regard. But we have this ongoing tussle of what it means to be at home. Is that something you've experienced? I know you've traveled widely yourself. Um, talk to us a little bit more about that 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 concept of home. Is it meant to be, do you think, rooted in a, a physical place or is it more of a concept or perhaps even tied to a person?
1: Yeah, I, that's an interesting question, Papa. I think really home is, is a concept, not necessarily tied to a place. And that's how the opening of the book begins with a son's father telling her that, home can even be a memory if you return to it enough. You know, if it's a place you keep returning to, then that can even be home. And so for me personally, I think home is a place where you feel most free. Like, I mean, I think the the definition of home changes for different experiences in your life and for which stage you are in your life. But for me right now, I think home is a place where you can be yourself, whoever that may be. And so... I think that, yeah, that's what home is for me. And for Sana, she's trying to figure out what that is for her at her stage in her life. Mm
0: -hmm. Now know if I may, in just a last minute or two I mentioned at the start that this is your second foray into the world of fiction I know you've had huge success with your non-fiction essay collection uh, from a couple of years ago, How I Accidentally Became a Global Stock Photo but your first novel, Onion Tears came back, I think it came out well over a decade ago, I believe it is going to be re-released um, later this year, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean that's some exciting news, so the yeah, the book was about 12 years ago, I was pretty young when I wrote it and now it's it's coming out, it's being republished um, with Pan Macmillan, South Africa, and I'm really excited about it.
0: I'm also nervous because I was—I feel like I was a different writer 12 years ago, but <laughs> um, I'm excited too. And a lot of listeners excited listening to the description of the current book, The Lost Love of Akbar Manzil. Uh, I want to mention to them that if they would like to hear you talking more about it, you're going to be at Franschuk this year, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to be at Franschuk
1: and I'm going to be at King's Mead Book Fair, so I will be around the country a little bit speaking about the book and having some book launches in Johannesburg and Cape Town.
0: What about Durban? Shabnam, Durban is also very much a character in this book and you can tell how much you love your hometown in the way you write about it. Do you want to spend a minute or two telling us about the importance of locating it there? Yeah, I mean,
1: I've lived in Durban my whole life and I do feel like it's an underrated city. I feel like if people have any ambition, then they leave Durban and they go to Johannesburg or Cape Town or outside the country. And for some reason, even though I feel like I'm a person with ambition, somehow I got left in Durban. But you know it really gave me a perspective especially as a writer observing things that this is a city that you know it, it never gets its due really there's a, there's a lot of unspoken beauty which i had the opportunity to write about in the book which is mm. that even though it's so green, it's so it's such a um lush place and um it has a lot to offer and it's also i have a love-hate relationship with it which i think also comes across <laughs> in the book um but i think there's a kind of magic here that you have to stay around, stick around to see a little bit. And and I tried to capture that in the book.
0: And you've done so beautifully again. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this book. It went straight to the top of my list of favourites of the year so far, and I suspect it's going to stay there for quite a while. Shivnam, it's been a treat to have you on the show today, and look forward to hearing more of your story of story creation at Frantic this year. I know um, priority bookings open for Frantic Literary Festival on Monday next week. So if you are somebody who's already signed up as a member for FLF, you should be getting all those notifications. If you've not yet done so, please check out flf. Co.za. As we mentioned, Shopnam's going to be at Franschuk. She's also going to be later in the year at the Kingsmead Book Fair up in Johannesburg. And what about taking it on tour internationally? Shopnam, as I mentioned, there is, uh, I know, a version that's already been published internationally under a slightly different title. Have you had the chance to tour with the book internationally? Um, I'm doing
1: some events in New York in April. So I will be so 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 far we have that. Then I come back and I do my South African tour. Yes. Okay. Well, so I will I hope, be doing some
0: stuff there. Um, I hope New York is uh, is going to open, uh, open its arms to you and uh, de- greet this book with the delight that it deserves. Shabnam Khan, thank you so much for joining us on the show this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Once again, the book is called The Lost Love of Akbar Manzil. Shabnam Khan is the author. It's published by Pan Macmillan and retailing in all good bookstores now at about 350 rand a copy.